I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, Managing Editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine. And this week, we're catching up with the New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. Um, That annual event happened March 22nd through the 26th in a very different way this year. And I'm excited to be catching up with the CEO of Idea Village, John Atkinson. Um, Idea Village produces uh, New Orleans Entrepreneur Week every year. So this is the third year that you have planned the New Orleans Entrepreneur Week and the second year you've executed it because last year um, was right when COVID hit, right? That was the last week of March. That's right, Kim. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to be here and um, hello to all those out there in the New Orleans audience. Um, So uh, yeah, I've uh, had the pleasure of planning this event three times, but only gotten to attend it two times, which uh, is a is a sort of unique badge of honor in the event world that I think a number of folks in New Orleans are are uh, walking around with right now, um, and uh, we were so ex- incredibly excited to be able to bring this event to our community uh, this year, predominantly in the virtual format. Um, but we're we're excited about being back in person next year um, for 2022. So I feel like everyone knows what New Orleans Entrepreneur Week is, but just in case there's a few people out there, this is the 12th year that the event has happened. And can you tell me what the the kind of impetus was for this? Absolutely. So uh, New Orleans Entrepreneur Week is a celebration of all things innovation in our city. Uh, It's a celebration of entrepreneurship. It's a celebration of uh, what's new, what's next, what's possible in New Orleans. Um, It's our opportunity to connect our community uh, around the uh, topics of business innovation um, and starting new businesses. Uh, and it's an opportunity to, to educate, um, to uh, you know, facilitate things that happen throughout the year and to showcase and celebrate um, all the, the great activity that happens here year round. So you guys had an event planned for last year, I'm sure. And then obviously kind of, we all got the rug pulled out from under us. Um, but so this year, you when did when did plans happen for this year? And is there anything that carried over from last year? Yeah. So um, last year we were about two weeks out from our event when uh, when the governor announced that things would be shutting down. Uh, we would be going into quarantine um, just the week before I had had a board meeting where I was telling everyone how great Millie was going to be and uh, sort of running through all of the amazing sessions that were going to be happening. We had over 100 speakers lined up we were working closely with the Tulane AB Freeman School of Business uh, had a great partnership going there. And uh, um, uh, we're really excited to bring sort of a, a bigger and better version of Millie last year. Uh, and then, as we all know, everything fell apart. Um, we made the decision to cancel it outright, which in hindsight was a, was a good decision. Uh, no others in the event space uh, went through the sort of 
repeated agonizing process as an event organizer, postponing and, and trying to figure out when they, they might be able to do, uh, do things. Um, we pretty quickly after we canceled last year, set our sights on 2021. Um, NOE happens in March uh, every year. It's the, the, typically the last full week of March. Um, you know, I think our community and, and, and our stakeholders are, are really you know, tuned into uh, being part of NOE in that timeline, sort of it fits in the rhythms and rituals of New Orleans between Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest. Um, and we didn't, we didn't want to screw that up. We wanted to keep that tradition going. So um, coming off of the cancellation last year, we said we're going to be back in 2021, whether that's virtual or in person. Um, we waited until really as late as we possibly could in November, December to make the, the final decision between what we would do virtually and what we would do in person. Um, and ended up really pushing the envelope in terms of what is uh, possible virtually. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of our team um, that came together to pull off, uh, in, to my knowledge, one of the most ambitious virtual programs that's been done out of New Orleans since the beginning of the pandemic. We had over 87 sessions, uh, 137 speakers, 30 partner organizations came together uh, over the course of the week. Um, and uh, we really uh, came together in my book to, to sort of turn the page uh, to say, you know, um, how, do we, how do we come together as a community to look forward uh, beyond this pandemic and beyond this uh, very challenging year that we've had. So let's do some name dropping here. I know I was looking through on the website and there are some pretty impressive names and companies that were represented um, this year and, and always are every year, but um, who, are, who are some of the names people are gonna know that were involved this year? Yeah, so a number of incredible stories. One of, one of our goals as an organization, um, you know, given everything that's happened in the last year was to have a, a, a program uh, that, that predominantly featured um, uh, black and, and person of color speakers. Um, we, we really made that a, a priority um, and we were uh, incredibly pleased to bring a number of amazing stories to our audience and to New Orleans. Um, sticking out to me, uh, Lisa Jackson is a New Orleans native who was head of uh, environmental and social policy for Apple, uh, former head of the EPA during the Obama administration. Um, somebody who grew up in, in the seventh ward in New Orleans and went on to do some really amazing things and is uh, redefining leadership in the 21st century um, around a more regenerative and equitable model. Um, she uh, told her story and, and, and talked about the experience of being a leader uh, in this day and age uh, with another amazing woman, Deborah Langford from JP Morgan Chase Advancing Black Pathways and former GM of Essence. Um, uh, really an incredible event. And I do want to mention everything that we did last week, this is one of the, the pluses of the virtual format is still available on our website. So if folks want to go back and tune in and check this out, you can still register. Uh, you can still replay all of our sessions for another uh, three weeks, I believe, uh, at www.noew.org. Um, Lisa was amazing. We also uh, hosted Chef Nina Compton uh, with a focus on the hospitality industry, their response to the, the mm -hmm. pandemic. Uh, she has just an incredible story, opened up her kitchen to us, did a cooking demonstration. Um, really, really awesome session on Monday night. And then near and dear to my heart has been a personal goal of mine since I started at Idea Village. 
Um, we built a session tonight around a gentleman named Brad Feld, uh, who's sort of a leading thinker in the startup communities movement. Um, he, he was one of the first to really help people believe that, that you could build high growth technology enabled companies in a systematic and sustainable uh, way outside of traditional places like Boston and Silicon Valley. Um, he hails from Boulder, Colorado, a city of 100,000 people that's become a real mecca of startups. He's one of the founders of Techstars, um, uh, which is a real uh, leader in our space. And uh, we were incredibly fortunate to engage him in a really interesting conversation with the opportunity frontier for New Orleans looks like uh, and how our community can come together to really uh, get our, our, our flywheel spinning at a, at, a, at a faster pace. Wow, so that's, that's a lot of breadth of your programming. That's right. So. Uh, NOE is really a community platform. We, we build this not just for one audience, we build it for uh, as a way to lift up and showcase uh, our partners and sort of um, uh, a myriad of things that are going on around New Orleans sort of tied together with this theme of innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, and so, you know, on the Idea Village side of the house, we're a little more focused on startups, technology oriented companies, but uh, really wanted to use NOE, particularly in this moment, uh, to tell uh, a, a myriad of the interesting stories that, that have happened in the past year. I know a lot of people are, are, I mean, everybody's kind of focused on how do we move forward now that we've got vaccines coming and things. Um, we definitely took a big hit as a region um, because of our strong focus on tourism and hospitality. What, what was kind of the mood last week? Was it was it a, one of resilience and what, what kind of things are you seeing? Because especially hospitality got hit so hard. Um, what's what's yeah. kind of the view going forward? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm fond of saying if you knew that New Orleans had a concentration, an industry concentration problem in our economy, uh, in our local economy, intellectually before the pandemic, you now feel that emotionally. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that's true and played out and so many people are, are really uh, hurting and, and, and still hurting. Um, one of the things that we did this year, we, re we really tried to reach out to the um, arts and music community. We added a new uh, Noe at Night component uh, where we featured up and coming local bands, musicians, artists, fashion designers, uh, and sort of integrated that with our keynote content. Uh, and so that was, uh, and we, we broadcast our, our major sessions uh, live from uh, iconic venues around New Orleans. Uh, and that, uh, that was done intentionally to try to give both a sense of place to our event, make it more than another Zoom, and also to put those, those folks to work. And you know, that's a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things, but it is an opportunity to uh, you know, let people do what they do to produce their music, to run their stage, to, to uh, sort of do all of those things that sustain our our culture and our hospitality industry. And we wanted to do uh, what we could to, to make that happen. Um, you know, I think overall the, the tone is shifting towards optimism. Um, I think it's, you know, in harder hit industries, it may take a little bit longer to, to come back, but it does feel like people are starting to travel again. Um, you know, just the, the activity and, and energy level has started to pick up. Um, we saw that carried through the event. We did do one hybrid event, our idea pitch event on Friday, which was broadcast live from the Broadside Theater, uh, our, our uh, Broadside next to the Broad Theater on Broad Street. 
Um, and the vibe there was people were just so excited, uh, you know, outdoor mass, socially distant, but excited to be at an event uh, and to be, uh, uh, you know, able to connect even if it is in limited quantities. And so I think as, as more folks get shots in their arms, uh, people get more uh, comfortable uh, getting out, um, we're going to see some uh, almost like the pendulum swinging back the other way. And I think people are going to appreciate it even more than they did before. So idea pitch, you brought that up. That's always kind of, it feels like the big culmination to the event. Um, and that's the, the $50,000, the big check um, for, the, for the best pitch. Can you tell me, so what, what happened this year? Who was the big winner? Yeah, that's right. So we had three amazing companies from our Village X Accelerator program participating in idea pitch this year. Uh, that was um, Hamper, uh, which is an on-demand laundry app. This is the easy button for laundry available in New Orleans, really awesome uh, digital product. Uh, Spot Tonight, uh, which is bringing Expedia Orbits-like functionality to the uh, RV industry. Um, and Something Borrowed Blooms, which is a, a, a type of rent, the runway rental model for uh, wedding flowers, for silk-based high-end wedding flowers. Um, and our big winner of the $50,000 investment prize was Something Borrowed Blooms. Um, we're super excited for them. Uh, they've uh, they, they're really incredible company, incredible founders. Um, and you know, the statistic that sticks out for me for them is they are in the wedding industry, which obviously has been decimated the past year. And yet they've continued to grow revenue year over year, despite all of the headwinds that they've had um, and are uh, you know, really taking this product to a national market. So um, so what is the product? You're, you're borrowing your wedding cars? Yeah, so if you think of Rent the Runway, you have a fancy party to go to and you want to rent a, a designer dress, but you don't uh, want to, to buy it. They enable that for silk flowers. So you can get your centerpieces, you can get your bouquets, you can get your boutonnieres, basically all of the flowers that you would need for a wedding. Um, they look amazing in pictures uh, and they are really high-end uh, sort of reusable, greener, more sustainable product. Uh, and they, they rent those uh, to basically help people save money on their, on their wedding costs. Um, and they've, they've partnered with a number of huge brands in the wedding industry, including David's Bridal and others, um, which actually is a really interesting business and, and sort of go-to-market technique uh, that they have made David's Bridal into a channel partner because they can, when, when a bride walks in and tries on a dress that's out of her budget, they can say, well, if you use this company and rent these flowers, uh, you, can, you can shift that money into buying the more expensive dress. Um, and so they've got all of these sales folks for, uh, for you know, wedding dress companies promoting their product all over the country. Um, and that's yeah. a local company that started here? Yeah, that, that, so we're, our accelerator program is regionally based. So uh, Something Borrowed Blooms is based out of Lafayette, um, but one of the founders lives in Luwing. They spend a fair amount of time in New Orleans uh, and we have uh, successfully brought them into the New Orleans ecosystem. That's awesome. Um, so I wanted to kind of uh, start to, to wrap up, but I wanted to, to talk to you about the ecosystem in general. I know one of the big concerns has been that we have so much of these kind of 
entry level entrepreneurs. I, I know during the pandemic, we, you know, we're hearing all about more people are doing opening their own businesses, whether it's because of total necessity, they lost their jobs or whether they're just, you know, seizing the day. Um, but getting businesses from that entry level to the next level and even the medium level to the high level, what are we seeing as far as venture capitalism, as far as the, the like mentorship, the support there? Um, is that starting to happen more? Yeah. So um, you're really speaking my language there with that question. I, I, you know, my, my big drumbeat is that, you know, New Orleans has gotten very good at embracing um, startups and getting people to start things and embracing entrepreneurship and embracing risk. And that's been a tremendous achievement over the last 20 years. Uh, and we've been recognized for that nationally in a number of different rankings and, and, and have a growing tech and startup community to show for it. Um, but our next challenge is really in figuring out how to scale. Um, we've got to build the resource set that uh, allows companies to get beyond two or three people in the proverbial or literal garage um, to, you know, hiring 10, 15, 20 people, raising a million dollars or more in capital um, and, you know, really pushing the boundaries of, of, of what's possible. Um, the good news is we've, we've seen that happening in increasing numbers. Uh, when I started doing this work 10 years ago, uh, it was a struggle to get a $250,000 to $500,000 round funded. Uh, now I would say we're seeing million, million plus financings happening uh, with some degree of regularity. Um, we've, we've have some emerging industry leaders that have grown up through this ecosystem. Um, companies like Lucid and Level Set, Ready Responders, um, Resilia, others uh, that have uh, that have sort of broken through those barriers and become you know, really substantial companies. Lucid employs you know over 500 people. Um, that uh, that we need to we need to get that happening in in sort of a flywheel way, right? We need to build the systems to enable that to uh, you know to continue to happen over and over and over again. Um, and that's a big part of what we do the rest of the year when we're not focused on producing New Orleans Entrepreneur Week is provide direct support, mentorship, um, and try to facilitate and help uh, you know, bring capital around uh, high potential emerging companies. Uh, and so we run two accelerator programs, we have an idea stage program called Idea Institute, which we're recruiting for now. Uh, applications will be open for another week or two. And then we have a later stage program, VillageX, which is where the companies from Idea Pitch came from. They're really for companies that have sort of found product market fit and are trying to figure out how to scale. Um, and we, we engage a large pool of uh, mentors and others around, uh, you know, really surrounding those companies with dedicated support for that problem of how do you get big fast? Um, and so I'm optimistic. I think New Orleans is, is at an inflection point. Uh, I think the national trends that we're seeing coming off of COVID uh, benefit us as a, as a, a low cost, high quality of living destination. Um, a place that has a lot of the hallmarks and culture of a larger city, but the community of a small town, uh, and you know, a, a, an increasingly robust set of startup infrastructure. Um, we've had two $50 million plus venture funds formed locally in the last two years. Um, and we're uh, excited to really see that uh, sort of play out over the next five, 10, 15 
even 20 years. You've got to have a long-term view in doing this type of work. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely changed. I've seen it change even, you know, since we've been at Fizz and been running that. So it's exciting to see there's so much ingenuity here. Um, and we do have such a strong culture that really does draw people. And um, I think that could be, you know, our, our creativity in this city has been what's what everybody loves about it. And to bring that to business and to have those success stories, I think would would take our whole region to the next level. Yeah, that's right. We, we also uh, sit at the intersection of some very interesting problems and, and really where the frontier of innovation is going. So, you know, the, uh, most of the interesting <laughs> applications on the consumer internet have been built at this point. That's, that's not really where the frontier is, um, but there is a, a ton of untapped potential in the uh, industrial space and education and health tech and um, uh, biotech, bioinformatics, um, you know, there, there are uh, civic and legal technology. There are a number of places where, you know, New Orleans has either depth of talent or, or a front row seat to the problem um, that, uh, that, that are going to be the, the frontiers of innovation over the next five, 10 years. So uh, I'm excited for that. I think it bodes well. I think we're, we're building the infrastructure at just the right time. Um, and we're, we're excited to, you know, keep the community moving forward, keep the community together uh, with NOE this year. Well, that is very exciting. So again, um, like you said, one of the big benefits is, you know, you can be sitting on your couch in your, in your pajamas and, and be participating or, or enjoy New Orleans Entrepreneur Week this year still, if you happen to have missed it last week. Um, so noew.org and people can still find, how, how many different um, programs did you say were on there? 87 different sessions. Wow. Okay. A lot of so you're going to find something you're interested in. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I really appreciate your time, John. I know that you're coming off of a, a you know, probably your busiest time of the whole year and, um, but still looking ahead to a lot of things. So yeah, I appreciate you, you stopping in and, and letting us know what happened. Well, awesome. Thank you, Kim. I really appreciate the opportunity. Always good to chat with you and uh, uh, look forward to continuing to build. Great. Thanks so much. We'll, we'll stay in touch. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.